I've never one day felt bad for myself. And if people have the energy to feel bad for me, then they have the energy to make themselves feel better. That's what I want, honestly. It's about us and how we can improve and how can I help you become better? Because so many people have helped me throughout my life be the person that I am, and I'm always indebted for that. Between Adam being born with cerebral palsy and confined to a wheelchair, to Noah's recovery from his harrowing near-death experience, it's clear that their unwavering zeal for life and immense success in business is due to their unshakable can-do attitude. So tune in and enjoy this unbelievably inspiring episode as we trace their journey from selling neon glow sticks at school parties to building invaluable business relationships and multiple thriving companies from the ground up. All right, Noah and Adam Bremen. Is that how you say your last name? Yeah, Bremen. That's it. Congrats. I'm, I'm honored to have you both here. And from what I understand, this is the first time you've done a podcast together. Yes. yes really? That's it. First that's time. Great. What? I'm honored. Damn. So uh so let's get right into this. First of all, I have two boys. Uh they're 21 months apart. Right. Wow. And so I've got JJ and Zach. So I'm curious, who's the older one? Who do you think? Uh, <laughs> don't put me in this position. Uh, I'm going to say, Adam, you're older. Nope. No? <laughs> uh, only by a year and a half. Okay. That's very, that's, that's, that's good. I like this. We're moving. This is good. Yeah. I got to get moving. So you're, you're Irish twins, basically. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. But you yeah. also have another sibling. Yes. yes. We have a, we have a, a sister who's another major hustler in Connecticut. Okay. Selling houses in, in Greenwich and Connecticut, you know, in Fairfield. So nice. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and is she kids. is she yeah. the youngest or where does she youngest. sit? She's so the she's youngest. the baby yeah. sister. Baby yes, sister. that's what you want to shout out to Aaron. Yeah, yeah. and I've got, a, I've got a daughter too who is going to be well protected by her oh, two brothers awesome. for sure. Of course. So uh, so I want to kind of get into this because you guys are very inspiring. Um, you know, I've I've looked at uh, you know some of the information that Jenna has shared with me. I watched a couple videos, and so I'm prepared for this interview. Cool. Man. So we're gonna bring Adam, it here. Let's talk entrepreneurship first, okay? So uh, so who led the journey down the entrepreneurial path? Who was the first one to kind of be an entrepreneur Amongst as a kid? Us? Yeah, or, or I mean, our dad. Your was dad. The first one. Yeah. Yes, for sure. Is that right? Yeah, okay. Yeah. So my dad started Birchcrest Marketing back in the day, which was like you know he was selling stuff to to Kmart, and okay. you know I think um, yeah. So I mean, I started you know out of college, started B direct companies, which okay. which so. But my dad was the first one in our family to really, you know, say, hey, let's let's do this. Let's let's do it, you know, do our own thing. So, so now was your mom actively involved in the business, too? Or? My mom was super mom. She was right? super mom. Top. Yeah, yeah, she was super mom. So she was a, she was like an amazing mom. Yeah. You know? So my dad could go and do. There's a whole other story about my dad, but he could do I, We're going to get into that. Yeah, I've seen some videos but, for sure. Yeah. 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 Uh -huh. So my mom was just super mom. Right. And. And at home and, and, you know, crushing it at home. So, so now as growing up right around yeah. the house, you know, yeah. like your, your dad's like in business and he's in meetings and he's probably in suits and stuff like that. W was that inspiring for you of guys? Of course. Every day I loved it. Looking at what he, he was always dressed to the lights with a suit and a tie. Uh -huh. Cause that was in back then. And, you know, he was just, it was just great. He had so much energy and so much passion, uh -huh. so much love for people. It was yeah. Incredible. And what was your dad's name? Barry. Barry. Yes. Okay. And mom's name? Margo. Margo. Got it. And and so where did you guys grow up? We grew up in a suburb outside of Detroit, West Bloomfield. Okay. Yeah. Got it. And what was school like for you guys? I mean, school, well, you know, I thought I was going to be, you know, the next, you know, Babe Ruth or oh, you know, so George you're, Brett. You're a ball player. Yeah, yeah, I was a baseball player, quarterback okay. in high school. So, you know, that was, you know, we were big sports people like in detroit you know we okay. love the lions love the tigers love the pistons huge bad boy you know growing up bad boys were it mm -hmm. right isaiah thomas joe dumar you know all of that we were huge huge fans so yeah you know then you know it was really about sports sports right, right. i was just watching Noah every move i'd go to all the sporting events every activity i was there you know i would do therapy to try to improve my my uh you know my physical ability and but uh you know, really was involved in just, I just wanted to be like everybody else. It wasn't looking at my chair as a disability. It was looking for an opportunity just to be like everybody else and have fun. 
Sure. Yeah. Now, was Big Brother a role model for you back then or what? Absolutely. Since day one. You know, it was really, it's really unique, the relationship between the two of us, because it's never been about competing. Because mm-hmm. I'm his biggest fan and vice versa. Yeah. You know, because we never competed. We always just cheered for one another. Yeah. It was really, you know, the most special thing we could do. Mm-hmm. I would love to go to his games. You know, every game I would go to. And I would sit there. We'd drive in the car together. We'd talk about strategy. How are we going to look at this? What are we going to do here? Like, you know, and we'd pump each other up, listen to music, whatever it took. Mm-hmm. And we were always together doing things, always. And that's a testament, I think, to the way you guys are raised, probably. Oh, for sure. Well, listen, I mean, our parents were, I mean, our, we, we had, you know, we always had our fun, right? Like, that's one thing my mom and dad for sure preached us is we were together, but like, you know, we're having fun. Yeah, like, for sure. Like laughing and you know what I mean? It was like, there were, obviously there was some, you know, there's always some family moments, but like, you know, <laughs> no, there's always the yeah, drama. There's always right? family, family we don't drama, t- but- this is more of the Facebook version of the show, right? right. Yeah. <laughs> Our house was literally like Grand Central. Everybody would come over, watch the game, grab some food. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, my dad may put somebody to work to help lift, take out the garbage or something. Yeah. But uh-huh. our house was lit. We'd throw the ball around, big yard, you know, just do whatever. So now, did you guys ever think in like, you know, 10th, 11th grade as you're sitting there, like someday, man, we're going to be sitting in a podcast studio in Hollywood, California. Like, was this in the cards for you for guys sure. or what? Yes, yeah? absolutely. Uh-huh. Yeah. No, I mean, listen, I think, you know, whether it was going to be, sp- I mean, at that time, I probably thought I was going to be, you know, playing for the Dodgers, leagues, right? right? Yeah, playing uh-huh. for the Dodgers or yeah. whatever. But, but you know what, listen, we, we grew up with a, with a can-do attitude for sure. Okay. And like, we were going to win. 100%. So like whether we're going to get into business or whether it's going to be sports or whatever, mm-hmm. like we were for sure going to do something. So, I felt that way. so what so, I felt was I was going to be, you know, traveling the world or the U S watching Noah play baseball games, just in different stadiums. Yeah. Huh? That's what I thought. Like just be cheering them on every day. And you know, so, so what happened then? So, so did you play college baseball? Yeah. I played a little bit at Michigan state and okay. then it's a long story, but you know, had a little, little, uh, little, little issue with the coaches there. Okay. And then I was going to go to, um, Arizona played for Pima community college was a community college outside of university of Arizona. Yeah. And then just ended up having a lot too much fun and, you know, I ended up going back to Michigan state, but, but stopped falling. You know, I fell out of love with baseball at that time. It yeah. Just, it's a long, I don't know if we can get into it, but like, it was a long story back then, you know, mm-hmm. it, was a, it was an interesting situation that happened, but like, yeah, it was definitely like a learning thing, but you know. So when I was yeah. uh, when I was like I don't know maybe like seven years, I was a baseball yeah. player too. You yeah. Know? Uh, you know, if my mom or somebody asked me, so what are you going to do when you get older? I'd be like, duh, that's a dumb question. I'm yeah. a professional baseball player. What yeah. do you think, right? Yeah. You know, that was just it. Yeah. You know, um, but then my backup plan so. was selling lollipops in in school right blow pops for oh a quarter. i used to do that did you of course 50 uh-huh. cents are you kidding me <laughs> you were double the price of really? me huh? you were 25 cents it's unbelievable <laughs> 50 cents i used to love selling like that's one like our family not just my dad but our family like we would sell t-shirts at university of michigan football games we'd sell candy at school we would we're umbrellas. constantly Umbre- yeah, umbrellas huh? on I'd rainy sell, days right? i'd yeah. sell neon glow sticks at fourth of july parties like we were nonstop yeah. like selling stuff. Like uh-huh. that was like, you know, growing up. Like, I, I mean, I think I had a job since I was 10 years old, like, you know, you know, selling like what you name it. We were selling like, <laughs> so the, the yeah. whole entrepreneurship was ingrained in your DNA. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Selling stuff. Like, and even your sister, you said yeah. she's selling houses. Yeah. Stuff, yeah. Right? Selling stuff. Like yeah. that was kind of it. Like, I don't even know if we thought of it as like starting your own business, just like selling stuff. Yeah. Right. Like, that I was think it. just building the relationship with people and just, Love and having a great time, uh-huh. you know, whatever it was. So let's talk about selling stuff, right? Yeah. Um, so fast forward now, um, it sounds like you both uh, are on this entrepreneurial journey still. Yep. Um, for what I understand, there's multiple companies, right? So maybe walk me through, uh, you know, what B-Direct is, first of all. Yeah. What is that? So B-Direct is like a holding company for a couple of different companies. Okay. One is Team Direct. Okay. Which Team Direct has 65 people down on the ground at in Bentonville, Arkansas, okay. and works very closely with Walmart and mm-hmm. works with consumer brands to Walmart. Okay. And so, you know, Team Direct is all things Bentonville, Arkansas. And we are constantly looking for 
the next big brand to, yeah. to represent at Walmart. And so we do, we, we, we represent some of the biggest brands you could possibly imagine and emerging brands okay. um, and bring them to Walmart. So that's, that's a great business and a business team direct has been around for about 20 years and it's been extremely successful and amazing and uh, very, very proud of that. Okay. And then there's Vendo, which, you know, yeah, we, I see we that. Are yeah. Vendo, uh-huh. which started about four years ago with the, you know, the Amazon and marketplaces have been, you know, such a rise, right? Like so many people are, are, are trying to get on Amazon and, and not doing it right. And Vendo um, really helps manage these up and coming brands on, on Amazon and, and third party marketplaces. And so we have a team of now, I think 75, hmm. um, it's a rapidly growing business. That's, that's really doing great and really finding, you know, the best emerging brands out there. Right? Really? So, so it, you know, and both of them really complement each other because, you know, I look at, you know, be direct, like it doesn't matter, you know, the customer is the customer and they just want to shop where they want to shop. And so we're kind of building this platform of the, you know, of, of these emerging brands that they can reach customers in their, in the way that they want to reach customers. And hopefully, uh, you know, with, with experts that can help them and guide them through that, that life cycle. So, so if I'm, you know, if I develop like this little widget here, which we walked yeah. in, it's funny, you grab that, like I yeah. sell tons of these things, yeah. right? Yeah. This little popper thing. Yeah. Um, I develop a product like that. Yeah. I reach out to somebody on the Vendo team yeah. and you can help me with everything from the branding to the marketing to getting a district. Like, tell me a yeah, little bit. Yeah. I mean, yeah. so, so like, I mean, on something like that, uh-huh. right? Like, so we're talking about widget spinners, there right? Like that, mm-hmm. that one specifically, right? Like we would, we would talk to Walmart because, you know, we are at, on team direct, we're, you know, very in tune with what's trending. I see. Right. Uh-huh. And, um, that's a trend, not a brand. Okay. That's a trend. And yeah. so we would help in what we've done in that category is we helped build a, a fidget spinner, a fidget type set. Okay. Right. And the client that we would work with, we would build towards that and say, and kind of discuss with Walmart, like, Hey, this is not becoming trend. This is something that we think there's an opportunity and hopefully right, yeah. it does. And so we would work with those manufacturers of, you know, getting them ready for Walmart, getting them logistically ready, get them, mm-hmm. you know, cause at the end of the day, Walmart's going to sell, you know, hundreds of millions of these things. There they are. Right. Uh-huh. So you got to be able to ship. Sure. Right. You got to be able to, you know, keep your insects because it's, you know, it's, it's real, real volume. Yeah. So on the brand side, you know, it's different because brand, you got to keep your brand up, right? So pricing is different. The thought process is different. Keeping pricing from Amazon to Walmart is a different mindset, right? So, um, we help, we hold brands hands on, on all, all of those functions. I see. Yeah. And how, how did like you, we're going to get into your story too, because I see yeah. your hat here, but how, how did you even kind of get into this whole world? Were you like a student of marketing or? Uh, you know, so again, back to my, to, to our dad, uh-huh. my dad was a broker to Kmart. I see. And so he was, you know, always going to trade shows. And so when I was young, I would go to trade shows with him. Got it. And we'd find, you know, he would find like uh, some of his brands were like famous Amos cookies or bicycle playing cards, right? Uh Like he would go and he would sell those things to Kmart, but he would go to the trade shows and try to find, you know, these emerging brands. I got it. And so we learned from him. Same thing. You were kind of going to the trade shows with dad, kind of taking it in. Yeah. I mean, it was just, it was, it was just great to be out there. I wasn't involved day to day like Noah, but I was always a fan from the outside, you know, because of the travel and whatnot. It it was a little bit more difficult for me to travel back then, but technology's gotten so much better yeah. with the rental cars and the airplanes makes it a lot easier for me to travel and move around. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I've always been in that, in that industry or, you know, just in it because of them. Like I said, being their biggest fans and just, just watching it. Yeah. Just great. So now going back to high school days for you, where did you envision yourself? I know you're going to travel the world and see your brother play ball, right? Right. Um, but what other passions did you have back then? My passion has always been connecting with people and just being out there, having a great time, uh, just focusing on what I could do, not what I couldn't do. And that comes down to the can-do brand and just being out there every day, enjoying life, doing whatever. So you just said something very telling, right? Can do. Yes. Focus on what you can do versus what yes. you can't. Yeah. Huh. So who came up with that? You? Well, it's been instilled with us from our parents. You know, they always said, you know, and I, I, I talk about this every day when I was a young kid. I always 
you know, thank so much that nobody put me in a corner. Mm-hmm. They knew that I was special, not because I was in a wheelchair, but because the heart and the way that I carried myself. And they gave me an opportunity. And again, it was always about what I could do. Let's focus on what Adam can do and put him in a position to succeed, to succeed just like Noah. Hmm. You know, there was no limits and it wasn't, you know, like Noah got his driver's license at 16. I was going to get my, I got my driver's license at 16. Hmm. It was just, it was just one of those you did things. did crash that first day. <laughs> Thanks for bringing just that letting you know. Let's just let you know. Yeah. It wasn't his fault, but right. you know, it did happen. Right. Uh, Someone tried to run him off the road. Can you believe that? Oh my God, man. Yeah. <laughs> that crazy? And that's I had to bring that up on the show. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, we're supposed or, to be transparent on the show, right? right? Yeah. right yes. there, right? Exactly. For sure. Jeez. Huh. I, but, I, hey, I'm a big fan of, like, it's it's all a matter of perspective, right? Yes. Your mind is so yes. powerful, yeah. right? And sometimes, you know, what are they, uh, paralysis analysis, right? Yes. You start to get in your own head and you start to believe that. Yes. And it doesn't sound like that's kind of in your thought process never. at all, right? And I never, I've never one day felt bad for myself. And if people have the energy to feel bad for me, then they have the energy to make themselves feel better. And that's what I want, yeah. honestly. Yeah. Like it's not about me, it's about us and how we can improve and how can I help you become better? Because so many people have helped me throughout my life be the person that I am. And I'm always indebted for that. Well, one thing I could tell, like the moment that that you walked in, both of you, um, was your energy level is just like contagious. Like it's just very welcoming and friendly. And it's like, I want to spend, I want to go to dinner with you and hang out with you. I mean, it's yeah. like, seriously, you've got yeah. that energy about you. Yeah. Well, thank you. Again, we get it, you know, from one another, we feed off each other. Nobody gets more hyped than me and Noah and uh-huh. Aaron. And of course we get that from our parents and, and, and our dad, he, he was the life of the party. Every time we walked in, he had a gadget or, something to give to somebody and a great smile and a great hug and a great story to share. Yeah. So we're just, you know, it's in our, it's in our DNA for sure. So now can do, is this just a, a brand that just turns this merchandise or what is no can do is the company that owns keto crisp. I got it. Right. Okay. I see. Yeah. So uh-huh. it's the can do company. Okay. And can do's first product is keto crisp. Is keto crisp. Yes. Okay. Which has been, very successful and you can see it, you know, at Air One and Whole Foods and Walmart and you name it, Sprouts, all the, at Costco. I mean, it's, it's really doing great. And, and it's only a couple years old, yeah, right? Yeah, years old. We launched in 2019. So yeah. what is the secret to the success there? Like, you know how hard that is to pull well, off? I, I mean, listen, this is, we saw an opportunity. Okay. Um, Adam. A whole, I mean, we can get into a whole deep conversation. Well, let's talk about that. Yeah, let's okay, let's talk about like so. What was the inspiration behind not the can do but the keto bars and the keto lifestyle? What was the inspiration? This is well, it's a whole story. Okay, let's get into it, right? Mm -hmm. So, back 2016, Mm -hmm. top of the world, we're on top of the world, everything's great. Um, my now wife and I are you know just having you know having this amazing relationship and. You know, I throw this party in Santa Monica. Okay. There's about 80 people. It's like an end of summer party, all white, amazing party. Mm-hmm. And we go to bed after about, you know, a great night, probably about three o'clock in the morning. At six in the morning, we're at our house in Santa Monica, a great area. And we hear a, a scream, mm. a death scream coming from the guest room. And, um, and, uh, my fiance or wife now, sorry, um, opens the door and goes, What's going on? Paul, you know, screaming. She goes, Oh my gosh, Noah, someone's at the door. Someone's at the door. And we open up the door. She opens up the door, or I open up the door, and it's somebody with a mask on, you know, all covered up. You know, someone's in the house. She's screaming. And I just get up and I start punching this, this intruder. Oh my God. And turns out he has a gun and he shoots me. Wow. Shoots twice. One misses, one hits me in the stomach. And he leaves, right? And thank God he leaves. And I'm like, oh my God, I've been shot. And, um, you know, never thought in a million years that would ever happen. I, you know, it was like, you're just, you know, your intensity is crazy. Mm-hmm. And um, get rushed to the hospital, get to UCLA, and they do a little bit of a procedure, but are like, hey, you're lucky. This is a billion dollar shot. It missed everything, kind mm. of a thing. Well, it turns out you fast forward 10 days later, it didn't miss everything. It hit my colon. And, um, 
I was pretty much pronounced dead like 10 days later, right? Get rushed to Cedar sinai and uh, this doctor, you know, saved my, you know, got me back. Uh, you know, I was in a coma for seven days. But when that happened, Adam, of course, who's my biggest fan, and obviously, you know, so close, you know, was there. And and so I went through probably about 15 surgeries to, you know, resuscitate me, like put my stomach back together, you know, all the different things. And and Adam was there. And you know, through all the, through all of it. And, you know, you know, I think I was in the hospital for like six weeks, eight weeks, and then went back home and I'm like, Adam, you got to stay with me. Right. Mm. Cause there was still so much stuff. Like I couldn't walk. I couldn't. So here I'm in a wheelchair wow. next to Adam, who's in a wheelchair. It was kind of a interesting twist. And through that time, Adam, you know, just obviously, you know, it's interesting cause you know, we, we spent so much time together as kids. And then all of a sudden, you know, you kind of, you know, become adults and you don't spend as much time together. Well, all of a sudden we're back together. Yeah. Which is cool. Right. Very and cool. we had a friend and, and chef that's like, you know, Adam at that time was, I think 75 pounds overweight. He went through some stuff that it was, he was kind of dealing with. And, and, and this moment really brought us together, but I'm like, Adam, you got to get healthy. Hmm. Got to get healthy. You're 75 pounds overweight. You're now 40 something years old. Like, let's go. And we have the chef and, 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 he, you know, we, we, we brought into his diet, the keto diet. Mm. And so that's where the keto crisp bar kind of came because, you know, we started talking about all these different healthy alternatives and, and things out there. And keto was just becoming bigger and there was nothing great tasting. And what year was this? Like 2016, 17. 2016, Yeah, 2017. Okay. So we started talking, we started tasting things and we started you know, really ideating of what, you know, this bar could possibly be. And then because, you know, you mentioned we have, you know, friends in the industry, the, yeah. you know, Anthony and, mm-hmm. and, and others that, you know, cause this is the business I'm in. Mm-hmm. I'm like, let's create our own bar. Mm. Let's create something, you know? And, and that's kind of, that's how it all started. So it's like, it's kind of a whole story, but, yeah. but it, you know, we turned something that was, you know, extremely scary and negative and, um, something into a real can-do moment. So right? what was, were you at that party that night? I wasn't, and it was funny. Noah called me the day of the party. He's like, dude, you should fly out here. We're going to have this great party. We got this whole thing set up with the DJ. And I'm like, dude, I'd love to be there. You got to give me a little bit more time. Yeah. Because he called me that afternoon. I'm like, sounds like a great time. And then I get this call at seven in the morning. Noah's been shot. What do you mean been shot? Nobody gets shot. Oh my God. So we immediately go to the airport. I'm living in Phoenix. I just sold my house in Phoenix. I was in the process of moving to Miami and get on the plane. When you say we, me, just you. Okay. It's all right. I don't Um, know if anybody else was uh, with you. Okay. No. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, head to the airport and trying to get a hold of Noah. I'll never forget it. We're walking to board the plane. I finally get a call and just break down because I know he's alive. you You spoke with him. Yeah spoke with him and uh you know immediately rushed to ucla hospital where he was and just really for the next six weeks you know for the next year didn't leave his side vice versa you know uh so what an amazing brother you are um vice versa was was my mom and dad still around our dad unfortunately passed away about 11 years ago okay uh, with esophageal cancer which is you know it's crazy but our mom is your mom's and my around. sister, yeah, yeah. What? Where was mom at the time when all this? She was, was in Phoenix, so Adam. she got the yeah. And then we both flew out together. I say, and to be with Noah, and uh, you know, and so that's how that happened. Sorry about that, um, but it sounds like that was an awakening that brought you both together and yeah. made you stronger and started For the business sure. now, and um, and and here we are, and you've got this product, yeah. Called Keto Crisp. Keto. Keto Crisp. Yeah. Keto Crisp. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. And can I try one of these? Of things? course. Yeah. Well, you got to try the newest flavor. <laughs> it's called butter and salt. Butter and salt. Yes. Good catch. Got it. Yeah. Thank you. And so, who came up with the name? That one I did actually. Is that right? Yes. <laughs> it's so, my favorite uh, guilty thing. I like anything with butter and salt. So. Yeah. <laughs> Tastes like 
something healthy but delicious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Butter and salt. Thank you. Yeah. And you said people can get this Costco. Well, well this one, this particular flavor, mm-hmm. you can get really good on nice. direct to consumer and uh, Whole Foods. We just did an exclusive launch with Whole Foods nationwide. So, hmm. yeah. It's delicious, guys. Thank you. Well Thank done. You. Yeah. And so how many flavors are there with this? There now are we have seven. Seven, seven yeah. flavors. Yeah. And you're going to leave those here for me, right? Of course. <laughs> boxes. Uh-huh. Right? Boxes. Oh, we got boxes of them here. Yeah, oh, my God. Oh, yeah. No, we will be sure to. We always them. pass out bars. We have a motto, bars and miles, bars and miles, mm-hmm. bars and miles. I love it. And so what's, uh, so you've got seven bars. Is is the goal to continue to develop new flavors or new types of bars or where you guys think you're going to go with this? Yeah, no, actually we're, we're in process of launching a new cereal. Okay. Which will be amazing. But yes, the, the, the goal is to continue adding flavors, adding maybe functions, mm-hmm. right? And then also uh, other categories. So performance cereal, you'll start seeing. So yeah, we're, 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 we're going for it. We are big yeah. on um, innovation. And yeah. Always bringing the latest and greatest. And I think that's just a great uh, talent of Noah's is to really understand the market. And uh, what I've really learned is how he just listens and is tuned into what's going on in the world, especially when it comes to CPG and understanding the customer. And we are obsessed with knowing our customers. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? I, like, you know, sometimes people don't just buy the product. The product is amazing, right? But yeah. people like to buy stories and, yeah. right? And and that is where I think you've got a competitive advantage here, right? For sure. You know, from that incident that happening to you being you said about 40 50 pounds overweight 60 pot dude he was he was like double his size right is now. that right i oh, ate yeah. myself yeah hmm. it was it was it was it was very unhealthy it was so a were you in a were you in a depressed state at the time not at all no i just you know i didn't do i i uh you were a lot, little bit depressed well i lost my wife in 2015 the cancer yeah. oh i'm sorry um so yeah and that was obviously very, very difficult. How long were you married for? Uh, we were married for four years. We were together for seven. Okay. And during that time, we also lost my dad to cancer, as Noah said. Uh, so it was um, it was obviously a very difficult time. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, also, when you're in a chair, you don't move around as somebody, you know, that's up walking every day. Mm-hmm. And then you're just, you know, I just would eat whatever. I didn't really have a discipline or a lifestyle about my eating. I would just eat whatever tasted good. Pizzas, mm-hmm. carbs, all you want, breads, you know, whatever. And then, you know, an opportunity, you know, I, when I moved out to California, everybody said, Adam, you got to meet this guy, Jesse Billauer. He's in a chair also. He's got a great attitude like you. You got to meet him. Mm-hmm. So I was like, great, I got to meet this guy. And he founded an organization called Life Rolls On. Okay. And it helps people with special needs surf. Well, I'm living in Southern California now, so you got to try surfing, right? Sure. I've never been surfing a day in my life, but I've always wanted to try new things. Because I think every day you want to try to self, excuse me, try to make yourself uncomfortable because that's how you improve every day. Yeah. So I was like, let's go for it. And so it was, it was June 1st, I think 2019 and everybody came out and it was such a great event. The people, the athletes were so excited just to get in the water and to just have that day that was all to them. Mm-hmm. And what was really unique is, you know, growing up, I loved watching Noah participate in sports. But on that day, he got to watch me participate in my sport. Hmm. And we were just so excited. It was just so awesome. But also, it was then that the light bulb went off. And I said to myself, you know, if I'm in better shape, I could do more of these activities. Because I love to be out there doing stuff. You know, Noah and my sister are my role models. They're always skiing, working out, exercising. I'm like, I got to get my ass in shape. And that's when I when I started really focusing on the lifestyle. And it really wasn't keto right away. You know, I just started looking at what I was putting into my body and taking out. And it was really based on the keto diet. And then we started looking at, you know, the space and really found, like Noah said, a real opportunity to do something great. Hmm. And so, uh, it, well, it sounds like you had a good support system. That's half the battle, right? Is having sure. a support Incredible. system, yeah. right? 
you know, it's one thing like husband and wife, if one person's not on the program, it's really hard for both people to get on the program. So, you know, it sounds like your brother, your, your friends probably yes, all supported you. And then just, you know, I remember just being so disciplined because it worked, mm -hmm. you know, it was working and I like, you know, I am so determined to win and to be successful and to be the best version of myself, mm -hmm. you know, and, and nothing was going to stop me. Hmm. You know, I, I don't believe in, you know, not being able to get things done. There's always a will. There's always a way if you have a will. Sure. You know, and, and you know, that's just something I was born with. And are you still surfing? Uh, yeah, when it's available, they do 15 tour stops throughout the country. Okay. So in June, they have a couple stops in Santa Monica. And so I'm definitely there all the Adam time. Adam actually won, like, Life Rolls On Athlete of the Year. Oh, you did? Yeah. If you, if you ever want to see the, one of the best speeches you'll ever see, yeah, he gave an unbelievable speech. Uh, when he won the award, it was really? incredible. Yeah. Okay, well, we'll make sure that there was we not like a dry that. eye in the whole place. It was unbelievable. I do have to say, it was, it was an incredible it was speech. Awesome. I was so nervous because I've never spoken to more than five in front of five people in my life and <laughs> to give a speech in a front of thousand. Th yeah, a couple thousand people of all these people that are there supporting the event and donating, you know, money and their time and whatever. It was just it, it was, was a great a, event. It, it was, was awesome. a great event yeah. and. And Jesse Bill Hour is an incredible man. And if people get a chance to check out his organization, Life Rolls On is tru truly a game changer and a real passion for, for Noah and I and for our company, Can Do, to be involved. And Yeah, we're, we're in Can Do gives, gives uh, a portion of its proceeds to, to Life Rolls On. Oh, is that right? Yeah, it's a great, it's a great organization. Yeah. No, for those that are listening, check it out. What is it? Can't, how did they get to uh, that? Uh, Life Rolls On. Life Rolls On. Got it. Good. So uh, I hear you both are uh, Piston fans. Yes. Right. Yeah. Die like, hard. Die yeah. hard. Although the last, you know, 10 years have been rough. <laughs> sure. So uh, the Jenna, our producer, um, came up with uh, some questions. So we're going to see how, Let's go. How, uh, how much you know about the Pistons here. I don't know if these are hard questions, easy questions. <laughs> Jenna's been known to come up with some tough ones. So, uh -huh. uh, so we'll go here. So did you know where the Detroit Pistons were originally located? I believe it's in uh, Indiana. That is right. right. Yes, like South. Fort like Wayne, Fort Indiana. Wayne. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Number one, yeah. got it right. That's actually a great, that's a great question. See? Yeah. Very good. Yeah. <laughs> Here's a tough one, and it's a multiple choice, but if you want to take a shot at guessing, we'll go that first. What is the most points the Pistons ever scored in one game? Like 145 points against Denver. Okay. Something around there. <laughs> I don't do know think? if that's the right number, but it's against Denver, I, I think. Uh, Nuggets, I believe. I I think it is the Denver Nuggets. Yep, you got that uh, part yeah, of the question. I don't right? have the right exact number. I yeah, think it's, sure. uh, it was a triple overtime game. Okay. Um. It had to be for this number. Yeah. Yeah. So here's the multiple choice. 159, okay. 168, 186, or 173. 168. What do you think? What are my choices again? 159, 168, 186, or 173. 159. The correct answer is 186 points. Wow. Oh Holy. That has to be one of the highest scoring games ever. I would for imagine. Sure. It right? has to be. We'll have to check the, the yeah. record there. Which Piston player is featured in a Super Nintendo game called Combat Basketball? Dennis Rodman. That's one of the choices. Bill Lambier, Isaiah Thomas, or Mark Aguiar? Is that how you pronounce the last name? Mark Aguirre. Aguirre, Aguirre okay. Let's see Bill Lambier. You got it right. Yes. There Good you job, go. <clears throat> Who did the Pistons defeat to win the first their first NBA championship? See, no, Houston, no, it's Portland. Houston Rockets, no, 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 no. LA Lakers, no, San sorry. Antonio Spurs, Lakers, or bad. Portland Trail Lakers, Razors. Sorry. It's all right. Yep. Got it right. Yep. So far, you guys are like four for four. Okay. Who is the tallest player in the Pistons history? William Bedford, Bobin Marjanovic. I don't know if I slaughtered that name or not. Uh, Chuck Nevitt or Primoz Brezvic. I'm going to say Chuck Nevitt. You got it right. Yep. Seven foot five. Wow. We what? actually met the guy. The real Did you really? Guy. Yeah, yeah. Very nice. You look up to him like that. Oh, right? oh yeah. <laughs> Which Detroit Piston coach has the highest winning percentage? Hopefully Chuck Daly. 
It's either Chuck Daly, Flip Saunders, Larry Brown, or Rick Carlisle. I'm going to say Chuck Daly. That one you both got wrong. Really? Larry it's Brown. Flip Saunders. Really? Oh, that's weird. Yep. How Highest winning he, percentage. How long was he? He wasn't the coach. He won 176 that. games in three years and right. led the team to the playoffs uh, in Motor City. Wow. That's there interesting. Wow. Didn't know that. Yeah. Who was the first Piston with more than 250 blocks in a season? Bob Lanier, Ben Wallace, Terry Taylor, Andre Drummond. Uh, Bob Lanier. Ben Wallace. Wallace. Wow. Well, that's great. That's awesome. These are great trivia questions. That's a good one. She's good. Yeah, that's a great one. Who is the first Piston to win Rookie of the Year award? Dave Bing, Don Mightykey, Grant Hill, or Isaiah Thomas? I must say Dave Bing. Don Mightykey. Wow. That's a good one. <laughs> that's way back then. Anyway, which Piston holds the NBA record for the most missed free throws in a game. Isaiah Thomas, Andre Drummond, Jerry Stackhouse, Otis Thorpe. Andre say, Drummond? That's right. There you go. There it is. He wasn't great. <laughs> you know how many, uh, this is a trivia question. So Shaq missed free throws, right? Yeah. You know, that's what he was known for. Yeah. Guess how many three-pointers he ever made in his career? Two. Shaq. What do you think? One. Just right. One. Just one. It was wow. like a game buzzer beater, That's and he so just funny. kind of threw it up. And that was and made the it? only three Did he win? That's was it, that was a game winner? I don't know if it was a game winner. I don't think it was a game winner. It was like maybe like a halftime kind of shot or wow. something right. like that. We'll talk about, you know, start about like, you know, our hustle mentality uh -huh. Talk and leads to the Pistons. We, um, my dad's, well, our friend, his name's Billy Barris, created, you know, the bad boys. Yeah. The bad boy t-shirts and all that stuff. And so I actually worked in the t-shirt facility and we would make the t-shirts and I would go sell them huh. when the bad boys were like super hot. Really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Bad boys. It was yeah. It was huge back then. Huge. Interesting. Yeah. yeah I didn't even know about that. And the like, bad I, boys? No, I kind of know that. I grew up, you know, in New York is where I grew oh. up. Right. So I was kind of well, we watching. Beat the Knicks. Yeah, you I mean, did. Yeah. <laughs> we had some battles with the Knicks. Major battles with the Knicks. Oh, yeah. You Charles did. Oakley, yeah. John Starks. Starks oh, was yeah. amazing. Of course, yeah. Patrick Ewing. Uh huh. I remember I used to wear my Patrick Ewing sneakers. Oh, yeah. You yeah. Know, back in those days. Right. The Knicks yeah. were unreal. Uh huh. That was great. Yeah. Yep. Spike Lee would be walking. Yeah. The, right. He's still walking on the sidelines. So, so I was uh, before the show. Um, you know, Jenna included a video yeah. of, of your dad. Yeah, um, an interesting guy. Very interesting. Yes. Yeah. They call him what? The, the great, great imposter. The great imposter. Yeah. So, what was that all about? Like, was your dad like a practical joker? Like, I'm curious. Like, yeah. Walk I mean, me I think like that. me and Adam said, like my dad was like the funniest guy, uh -huh. you know, just a complete character, right? Yeah. Six foot four, handsome, you know, just super confident, super, you know, friendly. Uh -huh. But like, you know, if if there was a joke or something funny, like he was like, all right, let's do it. Like it was like, <laughs> it was like game committed. on. Yeah. He would always have products. You try this, try that. Yeah, boom, but boom, just when the great boom. imposter, he was like, it, it, you know, someone dared him to do something. Is that it? That's yeah, all it takes, someone, right? Yeah, someone dared him to... Um, at the time, you know, do the, the, the NBA all-star game was coming to Detroit Okay, and he's a big sports fan Okay, and he was at like a game and it's a long story, but he ends up getting the Kansas city Kings uniform, which was hard to get back in those days. Like you couldn't just go to the store and buy like a Jersey. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. So he ended up getting the Kansas city King uniform and one of his buddies bet him $300 that he couldn't make a layup during the NBA all-star game. Okay. And he's like, all right. You know, he took it seriously and he ended up, he knew somebody in the Pistons organization that could sneak him down into the locker room. <laughs> and so they snuck him down. He gets dressed and up. And he gets dressed up and he's six foot four and he's got a big fro. <laughs> and so, you know, he, 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 he you know, he, he, he like sneaks into the line where the players are. Uh -huh. And next thing you know, He's making layups. Like he's making layups. He's like, you know, taking jump shots. And, you know, the players like, who is this guy? You know, and they were like funny. They were cool. And he was there. And next thing you know, the great 
imposter became like a thing. Yeah. And it, Brent Musburger ended up catching him like during halftime mm-hmm. of that game. And yeah. then he gets, you know, thrown in, he gets taken out and whatever. But yeah. the news media caught on to it. And next thing you know, he's on Letterman, he's on Johnny Carson. And they're like, what are you going to do next? What are you going to do next? And so that's where the, the imposter you wow. know, started. So, yeah. And he's done a lot of things, not just yeah. that. Right? Oh, yeah. I think about what, maybe 15? 15 to 20. I mean, yeah. every sporting event, yeah. every event he did the, you know, one of the funniest ones was he was actually on the, he actually accepted an award at the Emmys. We're at the Emmy complex yeah. here, yeah. right? There we go. We're here. So We're here. funny. Right? Yeah. So he, he, he was here and, you know, he, you know, put on an amazing, you know, he's had the, the pink tuxedo and, you know, his favorite show came on. I think it was uh, Mission Impossible. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I can't remember who, Betty Betty Thomas uh-huh. from Hill Street Blues. Okay, was, you know was not or like people didn't stand up. She gets announced, and my dad goes up and accepts the award, <laughs> and she ends up being there. And she was there. She was there, and my dad ended up getting thrown in thrown in jail. And but it was yeah. on live television. Yeah. And oh it, was, it was. Were a you really guys? Fun, how old were you guys at the time? I was probably like twelve. So you're watching this. I'm watching it on TV. Like, Are you Come on, serious? Dad, do it, do it. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, and he, you knew he was oh, going sure. to yes. do that. Yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah, we knew. And we were watching the TV. I'll never forget it. We were watching the TV. We we're like, Dad, this is your chance. Here we go. Because uh-huh. my dad had like third row. Betty Thomas had eighth row, and nobody really screamed for her. So my dad, you know, back then they didn't announce whether or not you were going to be there. So my dad like had a quick second mm-hmm. to decide whether or not he was going to go up there. And he went up there, and as he was giving his speech, she shows up, and he just felt terrible and tried to apologize and go on TV, but she would have none of it. And she, you know, my dad felt terrible and wrote her letters and, you know, whatever. And But it was, it was a great, it, it was, was funny. A, it, it was, was funny. hilarious. It was funny. Yeah, it because was, he, listen, my dad did his, these stunts and, you know, back then the athletes would actually help. They thought it was hilarious. Mm-hmm. Right. So like George Brett became like a really good friend, like, you know, sure. all-star, you know, he was at the all-star games with them shagging flies you know, doing, doing, doing the, you know, being a part of like the, 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 the team there. He was in the Super Bowl. So we had the Super Bowl here in LA. Uh-huh. My dad snuck into the Super Bowl in New Orleans. You would think like they, they're onto this guy at some point, right? Yeah. Uh. He was, he was a referee and it's hysterical. If you ever watch the video, it's really funny. He's uh-huh. like in the middle of, you know, the game's about to kick off. And my dad's with the referee saying, Hey, I got all the rules. I got the, everything down pat. And they're like, who is this guy? <laughs> what is this guy? But you know, he was he was a, he was a larger than life character for sure. And he, so, he was a cheerleader too. Oh, a Dallas game, Cowboy right? cheerleader. A Dallas Cowboy yeah, cheerleader. We were, I was there. I'll never forget because you know, being a young kid, and I was a huge Dallas Cowboy uh-huh. fan. Like who didn't like the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders? Yeah. And next thing you know, we had a Dallas Cowboy cheerleader in our house. My dad shaving his legs. You know, he's got <laughs> fake breasts on, dancing, doing the whole thing in our house. And yeah, he, he, he impersonated so the Dallas Cowboys. What Chitter. was your mom thinking? Like with all what? these, stunts? I think in the be- the beginning, she thought it was hilarious. Okay. And then as we got older and you know, our dad was getting thrown in jail every other day. Yeah. Like that was kind of like, okay, this is enough. <laughs> enough <laughs> of this, Right. But so, he became like, you know, there was like a good period of time where he was pretty famous. Like we'd be in Detroit and he was like a Detroit guy, like, you know, autographs and, you know, the whole thing. And he was giving speeches and he was like a well-known guy in Detroit. So it was huh. cool. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, it, it was, was really great. cool. For, for the kids, it was really cool, especially Adam and I being sports fans, right? Like, how cool is it? Like, we're being invited to the locker right. room. Got a chance to meet Larry Bird and Magic Larry Bird, Johnson. Magic. We would, every locker room, they would all hang with us. And yeah. We would, we, you know, it was, and Take they, cause they, they all, them, of course. they all love my dad. He was, sure. he was, he made know, people funny. laugh. He made right? them laugh and they were dying. They, they wanted to help him. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause, cause they thought it was like a, really funny. Yeah. And he was an incredible guy. Like you could not love this guy. So who's going to take the torch and and become the next imposter? At least one. I event. don't know. Well, listen, we've me and Adam have snuck into a bunch of events. Okay. So, yeah. So we we won't do it as like you know. We've me and Adam snuck into the Super Bowl. Did we've you? Snuck, yeah. Of course, we <laughs> snuck into the Grammys. Yeah. We've snuck in. No <laughs> ticket, no problem. Right. We've snuck in. We, trust me, it does not. We will sneak in anywhere. Right. See, yes. I bring my own seat. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you do. Yeah. Right? yeah, national championship football yeah. games. I mean, there's not a, an event that we probably haven't snuck into. Today, Making your dad like, proud. Of yeah. course, <laughs> of course. <laughs> that is so awesome, man. Yeah. I I love that. Yeah. Uh, so 
some of like you know like the mod like borat you know what i mean like some yeah. of the stuff he pulls off is it's just awesome. it's it's so hilarious and that's to watch. part of the fun of it the yeah. rush and he was just kind of being himself yes. right it's so funny before when i first moved out to la it's kind of funny so i don't know if you know this Adam, uh, before we were offered to do a t reality tv show this is like the beginning of reality tv shows mm -hmm. me and my dad where my dad was gonna be like all right i need you to sneak like plan like this whole sneak thing where my dad was going to tell me how to sneak into something yeah and then i was going to go do it and they were going to videotape it uh -huh. and we were it was going to happen i don't know what happened i don't know why it didn't it felt that would have been great it would have been hilarious right. it would have yeah. been like 25 30 years ago it was and really it could have been every episode was going to be you doing something yes, different something stupid, right? probably getting beat up i mean who knows but <laughs> it would have been funny yeah i would have totally watched that show yep. Well, it sounds like you guys had a, an amazing uh, set of parents, an amazing childhood. Um, that's really, really awesome. Um, we do this game. It's called Hennessy Heart to Heart, yep. where we just ask some questions. And, you know, the first thing that comes to mind, you guys just kind of say. And, uh, and we'll just kind of go with it. So I'll ask uh, the first question is, when have you felt your biggest adrenaline rush? For me, it was when I gave that speech for Life Rolls On. Hmm. It was just incredible. Because I had no expectations. I wanted to do a great job. I was so excited and so honored to be part of such a great group and just wanted to represent myself well and represent the family well. And So, yeah, for sure. Hmm. about you? I think having my first, my son, actually. Oh, yeah? Yeah, the second he came out, huh. I think was definitely. That's favorite. awesome. Yes. Something that you just can't explain, right? Seeing a child being born, right? Yeah, I think, you know, after getting shot and going through that, like, you know, the one thing I didn't accomplish in my life, I didn't have kids in the family yet. Mm. And I remember thinking, you know, I'm, that was a miss, right? Sure. And so when he came out, you know, I just was like, you know, that was it. And what's your son's name? Bond. Bond. Bond Barry Bremen, Triple B. I yes. love it. Yeah. And you have another one on the way here? Yes. Two months. Congratulations. Bella Aspen Bremen coming. Bella. Yeah. I love it. Bond and Bella. Yeah. See? Keeping the B thing of going. Of course. Yeah. Yep. My daughter's name is Brooklyn. She's five. I love that name. Uh -huh. Great. That yeah. was on Great. the list of possibilities. Yeah. Was it? Yeah. BB. She's uh, she's the most amazing thing. That's cool. What would you say is your most cherished childhood memory? Uh, just being with our family, honestly, doing things together. Mm. It was the greatest for me. Um, I loved every minute of being with with family. It yeah. was great. Whether it was a trip, you know, instead of having a big bar mitzvah party, I wanted to do a big family trip. So we actually took a trip. We started in San Francisco, drove all the way down the coast to tour uh, L.A., got Laker tickets because it's iconic when you come to L.A., you got to go to a Laker game. Yeah. And just, just being with the family is just awesome. It's interesting that you say that because uh, this summer we got like, and so we were going to go to Jamaica or something with the family and take a trip. And my boys are like in high school. Right. And it's like, you only have so many more of these trips yeah, as a family. Right. <clears throat> so instead of going to Jamaica, I called like an audible. I'm like, we're not going to do that. We're going to fly to Chicago because the family has never been to Chicago and they've ever eaten deep dish pizza or anything like yeah. that. So we flew in, we spent about four days on Michigan Avenue, hanging out in Chicago, eating good food. And then we actually rented a car and we drove up through, we went through Wisconsin, yeah. right? We did um, Minneapolis. Wow. We did the Mall of America. Uh, while we were in, when, in Milwaukee, they had the NBA finals there. And so yeah. we actually that's went. Awesome. That's we went, cool. Me and my one son went to the game. Yeah. That was awesome. Wow, that's right? awesome. That's always good. And then from there, then we ended up in South Dakota and we got to see... Um, you know the the monument there that's a great so, trip great so that's but awesome. it's all a matter of like creating like that's what you live for is creating the moments and the experiences for and sure. the stories right yeah. not so much about the monetary things and yeah, stuff that's all not. cool but it's all about the experiences absolutely what would you say your uh, most cherished childhood memory is um i try to think my most i mean i i think i think you know Again, it comes back to the family. I think just, just I mean, it was an everyday occurrence. So like, I don't know. I had such a it was such a great experience like growing up. So I like you know I can't say it enough. Like it was, you know we we really had a special um, bond as a family, mm -hmm. and, and not just our immediate family, but our cousins and yeah. you know what I, I mean? like a the, pretty big family. Yeah, there. so we were such an amazing family that I think we all learned from each other. We we're all still very close and 
do business things together. So I think, um, you know, I mean, it's just, it was like an everyday thing, right? Like whether, you know, our grandpa would come over on Sundays, you know, those type of things. And yeah. sports was such a big place. So all of it was, was a big part of our. Just living every day. Yeah. yeah. Do you guys get back home often? Uh, at least once a year. You do? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, huh? Yeah. And you got all the cousins yes. and relatives yeah. and stuff yeah. that yeah. kind of get together it's there. It's great to see everybody, yeah. of course. Got it. What's a goal of yours you'd like to achieve in the next five years? Great question. Just uh, from a business standpoint, we really want Can Do and Keto Chris to be a household name and whatever other brands that we create under the Can Do platform. Yeah. You know, it would be fun. I love nothing more makes me excited than visiting with the customers talking to them about the brand, the story, getting them excited, me showing the excitement, and just doing it with Noah. It's been, you know, I've always wanted to be in business with Noah, and to have the opportunity now to do it and to do something special for ourselves and for our teammates is really, really cool. So just continue to grow that and just, you know, continue to live life and see my nieces and my nephews grow up and, and you know, continue on those great traditions that we had growing up as kids. Well, it sounds like you started this company in 2019 during the right before pandemic and yeah. you've already got them in Costco and you know Sam's Club and all these other places right that's amazing yeah. so it sounds like you're going to be living the journey here yeah 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 and what about you five years I think for, for business I think my goal honestly I, so we're building something called platform which mm-hmm. is kind of taken over B direct but you know we now have 150 unbelievable employee and people that work on our team mm-hmm. and i'd love to see that continue i think we do such a great job of from a business standpoint we have such great passionate people um that really help brands and, and entrepreneurs like achieve their goals and i love seeing it because that's like something i just grew up doing like sure. you said so yeah i want to continue that multiply it and, and continue that from a business standpoint sure from a family standpoint just you know we have one another one on their way and you yep. know, just I think I think to continue the legacy that that we grew up on, mm-hmm. um, hopefully continue that legacy throughout everything I do and we do. Yeah. So my my day job, this is yeah. not my day job, <laughs> yeah. but my made my day job. I have a an agency as well, a digital marketing yeah. agency. We have awesome. about 150 yeah. people, yeah. Um, and so part of our vision is to try to uh, set up our team and try to get them to accomplish some of their buckets list items too. That's awesome. So that's great. So it's a great feeling when you can kind of help other people accomplish yeah, you know, some the best of their feeling. dreams. Ain't it's it? So great. Yeah. Yep. Do you believe in deja vu or is it just a coincidence? Good question. I'm I do. Yeah, I believe in deja vu. I Absolutely. Do too. Yeah. 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 Of course. What is your greatest fear? I don't have a fear. No fear? Really? No. Come on. Snakes? Oh, fly, uh, probably uh, <laughs> skydiving. You skydiving. Won't, you won't see me jump out of a plane. <laughs> okay. You know what? Uh, unfortunately, I'm a terrible flyer. Uh-huh. And so that's like my biggest fear. I don't know what it is. Like that is my biggest fear. It's like getting on an airplane or flying an airplane? Fly. Turbulence. I don't know. It sucks. I have I, I fly all the time. Yeah. But I'm a terrible flyer. Interesting. So that's like my biggest. I think it's a lack of control. So you're a pilot. Something. No, I'm not a pilot. Oh, you're not. No, I'm saying I fly on planes oh. all the time. Oh, I got it. But I was yeah, gonna say not, not 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 good to be, you know, flying a lot and being afraid. Not you know, it's not my. That's your thing. thing. I was gonna say yeah, that's something fear. I don't trust myself. I would yeah. never trust myself with my oh. own life in a plane. I'm yeah, the same no, way, man. Yeah. Uh huh. So that's probably my biggest fear. Yeah. If you could change one thing about yourself, what would it be? Hmm. That's a great question. I think it'd be cool to walk. Yeah, huh? Not that I don't love who I am, but it'd just be cool. It'd be easier. I could play basketball. You know, it'd be fun. That's a good one. That is a good one. Yeah. Um, trying to think. I don't know. Yeah, I got, that's a good question. Yeah, that's right? a great one. And you have to kind of go do some soul searching. Yeah, here. I'm going to have to do some soul searching for sure. This guy's perfect. You don't no, need I'm to not far from perfect. <laughs> he, doesn't need to change. he doesn't need to change no. one thing. Oh, no, I got to change for sure. <laughs> What's the greatest struggle you've overcome? I don't look at it as a struggle. I look at it as an opportunity. That's a good, and, that's and, a good response. And just, uh, just, you know, dealing with life from this unique situation. Mm-hmm. And again, like I said before, I don't want anybody to feel bad for me because mm-hmm. I don't feel bad one bit. I love who I am and what I stand for. 
And I love, you know, being in the chair and, you know, showing people that life can be great, mm-hmm. you know, even with challenges. Turning challenges into opportunities is really great. And I can't thank people enough and our team and everybody, my brother, my sister, family, cousins, everybody, mm-hmm. you, <laughs> this whole you. team, you know. What about you? No, um, well, I mean, my biggest struggle obviously was, uh, you know, um, you know, after getting chopped, was like, a, yeah, that was mm-hmm. that tragedy, you know, was a, was, de- listen, it was probably the biggest struggle, but then it turned out to be the biggest gift. And do you right? ever have like post-traumatic stress about that or what? what yeah, a little bit. Do? I mean, it, you know, I think one of the, you know, being in big crowds, like, you know, certain, like I used to be extremely like just naive mm-hmm. on people. And now I'm very, a little bit weary yeah of people like especially you know strangers and you know certain things for sure, sure. there's definitely there's definitely a lot of that um so yeah they just anything weird like waking up like like nightmares anything um, like that more more of like being in in certain crowds and areas i see right like you know i think that affects me and it's weird i have these like weird throw-ups and i think it's like a you know it stems from from a mental thing that I sure. never had before. Mm. And like, I've tried, done all these physical tests and it's not that. So I think it's, there's definitely some anxiety sure. from just that. Right. Mm. Let's see here. Have you ever seen something you can't explain? Get you deep, deep thinking here. Huh? Yeah. I guess the love and respect that I have for this guy. That's a great answer. Yeah. Good answer. Not like a UFO. <laughs> <laughs> giving birth right that's something yeah, you can't yeah. that is something i can't explain yes that feeling like i said before was you know it's like at least for me because i started late like i was you know wild and pretty crazy back in the day and and you know to have that and have you know it hit me the way it hit me sure was um was for sure you know something i couldn't explain What's the most memorable Hollywood, only in Hollywood kind of stories that you that you've got? That's a good question. I think. Um, let me think. No answer. I got a bunch. I got a bunch. I don't know. I'm trying to think. My, I was at the uh, the Cannes Film Festival. Okay. And and you know, firing all night with Mick Jagger was was a was a, probably a, a good what? Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was. I mean, I can't. You know, repeat all the things that was going on, but we had, yeah. I mean, I would think that was probably one of the fun ones. Mick Only Jagger, in, so I'll, I'll Mick Jagger I'll, and amongst amongst others, but he was just you know one of the coolest. So guys. so uh, my old business partner, um, his brother is married to Mick Jagger's daughter. Oh wow, Karis Jagger. Wow, and uh, and so we came out to L.A. and he's a big director and everything, and we were we were staying in his house, um, you know, because his brother, right? Yeah. And so you're walking around and there's like photos of Mick Jagger, like with the kids and <laughs> at yeah. the wedding. And that was yeah. kind of surreal. That was definitely an only in, in Hollywood yeah. experience for wow. sure. Yeah. I'll make this easy. Who's the most famous person you've seen in Hollywood? Uh, good question. I know Noah has the answer. <laughs> well, no, being in Hollywood, Adam, you've seen a million celebrities. What is wrong with uh, you? Larry David was really cool. Oh, you, you Larry, Larry David? David? Was that, that was great. Really? Noah and I were having dinner at Nobu, and usually you, you see celebs walking in and out, and then you just want to, you know, let them do their thing. But Noah and I were eating, and we're like, we got to go up to him. We got to. What do you mean? He went up to you. <laughs> Did well, he? We yes. Me, but no, we were sitting at the table. We saw him leave, uh-huh. and we both went out to get the cars. And I said, Larry, it's so nice to meet you. Thank you for giving everybody so much entertainment throughout the years. And I said, my name is Adam. And he's like, it's nice to meet you, Adam. You know, we started talking. He's like, did you see the episode, Wendy Wheelchair? I don't know if you watched Curb Your Enthusiasm, Uh but it's a great show where he dates somebody in a wheelchair. And he asked you that. Yes. Uh And he's like, so how did it go? Uh And he's like, what do you you think? And I thought it was hysterical. We just had a moment. It was great. It was one of the best (laughs) things. It was so funny. Really? It was just so cool. And he was just so down to earth. And. We'll, we'll never forget that. That's it was, awesome. It was awesome. Yeah. So I've got two. Um, so we just moved to California, right here in Toluca Lake. Yep. Um, we walk into this restaurant. There's nobody in there. It's like one o'clock in the afternoon. It's just me, my wife, my two boys at the time. My daughter wasn't born. We walk in. 
And like immediately once we walk in, I look up at the table. I'm like, holy shit, that's freaking Jay Leno just sitting here like eating yeah. in this restaurant with nobody else. And so I'm like, keep your cool guys, just sit down. Obviously, the boys don't even know who the heck that is, right? Yeah. My wife does. So we sit there and we eat and we don't we don't want to bother him during dinner. But then he gets up and he walks over to the table and he's the nicest guy. Yeah, I took a photo with us. And so that was really cool. And then another time we were, uh, my son was an actor and still is an actor. And so we're in Beverly Hills and we walk into this like coffee shop and, uh, you know, we're just sitting there and I'm just look up and I'm like, Jack, look. And, and he's like, and it was freaking John Travolta. Wow. wow John cool. Travolta there in a coffee go. shop. He's sitting cool. down having a meeting with his wife at the time and a yeah. couple other people. And so my son gets ready to go run. I'm like, no, 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 don't interrupt yeah, yeah. their meeting. Yeah. And so they get up, they get finished. And of course, my son goes running right to him, you know, because he recognized him from so many movies. How do you not yeah, recognize John Travolta? And he was like the nicest Legend. guy. He, he yeah. I was like getting my phone all ready to take a photo. I'm bobbling it. John's like, relax, relax. It's cool, man. Nice to meet you. I'm John. And he spent like 20 minutes just talking to us. That's awesome. Such a cool yeah. only in Hollywood experience. Here's one. What drives you the most? It's a great question. No, you want to what what drives you? What 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 gets you up in the morning? Um, I mean, I love of what I do. Like yeah. I do love. I truly enjoy what I do. I think you know, just there's always like a fear of failure, mm. right? Like you never want to, you know. There's always something that you know. I just want to make sure you're you're you know, especially being a competitive person, like the ability to win and mm -hmm. in, in, in life. Yeah. Right. So mm -hmm. I think there's definitely that. I would say the same. And I just, you know, I, I love life and I love to be a part of it. I'm grateful for every day, you know, mm. just want to make an impact, sure. you know, and, and now that we've got this company together and the employees and the people that bust their butt every day to make, you know, everything go, you know, it's all for them. Mm. It's a, it's a great thing. And final question here. Yeah. So if your dad is looking down on you right now, What's the single most thing that he's most proud of you for? I think us together doing something great. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, be, and, and having fun and the people like, you know, he would love our teammates. Like he would love our teammates, right? Like we have mm. great people and I think he would just get a kick. Well, I know he would. Cause you know, some of the business I had started when he was there and, uh, and when he was here and, and the, you know, there's a lot of teammates that we have that, just absolutely love my dad and he loved them. And so he, he would just be proud of what we're doing mm -hmm. for sure. And the people that we've hopefully, you know, attracted and are part of the journey. Like, I think he would, he would be pumped. He'd be, he'd be smiling for sure on that. I, I know that he would love to hand out bars and you guys got to try this. It's going to be great. You'll love it. Bah, 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 mm. Whatever it is. He would just, he would be just so excited. Just so like, it, it would be great. I mean, it just, I was walking through the trade show the other day and our dad loved to go to trade shows. Nothing got him more excited mm -hmm. and pumped up to see the new brands, just the energy of the room. It, it was, it's cool. And I know he's all around and, you know, it's just incredible. We're here at the Emmy building. Oh, he's yeah. here for sure. Yeah. We're here at the yeah. Emmy building that is really right now. So not this is the Emmy building right there? So this is the Emmy complex here. Now, I don't know wow. where they did the Emmys back then. It could have been at the Kodak Theater or anything, right. but this is where all the Emmy decisions so cool. are made. And and they're like, hey, we do not want anybody coming in and hosting any, uh, yeah. <laughs> accepting any awards. That's really funny. Right? That's awesome. Yeah. That's really cool. Well, this, well here's a little Emmy trivia. Uh -huh. So before my dad, like people would have like people coming in and accepting an Emmy for them. Huh. Like there would be like a stand-in. Uh, I don't know if you know that. Well, now know there's that. not. Because of Because that. of my dad. Is that and right? So, that so they thought he back, was a stand-in possibly. Possibly. I see. And so like it kind of like went on, right? He wasn't. Mm -hmm. And then Betty Thomas came in. But ever since that date, like whoever's presenting the award mm -hmm. will like, hey, they can't be here. Da, 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 da. And so- Ever since so then. my dad made a little imprint on the Emmys. <laughs> Look at that. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you both coming down. Um, two things. How do they keep up with you? Instagram, if they want to follow you. And then the second thing is, you know, how do they know, learn more about the, the keto bars and everything else you got going on? Most definitely. They can follow me, Adam Remen. Okay. Just, uh, and then they can go to our website, Taste Can Do. 
Hmm. And then I'm going to give a 25% discount code to anybody that's listening. 25. Yeah. Give them more. Oh, there. <laughs> All right. Let's, 50. let's go. We'll go with the 50 keto care. It's 50 keto and then care with a K. K A R E. Got it. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Check it out, guys. You will not be disappointed. I promise you. I love it. And first of all, thanks, Jason, so much for having yeah, us. Thank you very much. It's Jason. been awesome. I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely cool. awesome. Great and, questions. Uh, great yeah. questions. Yeah. Thanks to everybody in the background. We appreciate <laughs> you. Thank, thank you. you, guys. Yeah, thank you. It's been so fun. Thanks. Thank yeah. you so much, guys. This has been the Jason Hennessy Podcast. This show is produced by Whitney Welsh and Jenna Kershaw, engineered and edited by Josh Fisher, and recorded at Hennessy Studios. Please be sure to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and subscribe to the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. <laughs>